Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so excited that you have joined us today for another Revving the Word episode. But before we jump to that episode, we want you to hear it from us. We want you to know that you are invited to come and join us for our very first ever prayer and worship night. It's happening tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on Livestream. And if you're listening to this after November 15th, don't worry. You can still go over and enjoy the replay and experience this Heart of Worship event. Join us with our host, Elisa Keaton, and worship leader, Elijah Atkinson, for a night of live prayer and worship gathered together with people all over the world. Come if you're struggling in your prayer life, if it feels dry. Come if your heart feels like it's far from God. Come if you're not sure what you believe and know in this season. Or come if your heart is overflowing with gratefulness and thankfulness to God for the work that he's doing. There is a seat at the table for everyone as we join together and find that when we come into God's presence, he meets us with fullness of joy. There isn't a sign up required. All you have to do is swipe up to the show notes for a link that will take you to our website and you can add it to your calendar so that you'll be reminded and you can remember to come and join us tonight. We hope we will see you there and we're so excited to see what the Lord is going to do in this season. And now on to our Revving the Word episode. We're continuing to make our way through Colossians and we've loved sharing this journey with you as we pray and worship and move our way through the scriptures. We hope you enjoy today's episode and we will see you soon. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three two, one, lay. Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Do those a few times. And let it rinse out your body. Relax your shoulders. Relax your hands, the muscles of your face. Shake it out, loosen up. So God, we are grateful people. We're so in need of you. We need you, God. So here we are with shoes on our feet, with some ability, God. Thank you for the ability you have given us to be upright today, to have a clear thought, to have a full breath, to get in this body and be your body. So we invite you now, God, to come, form us. Form us into the likeness of Christ. It's your desire. We give our desires over to you. We surrender them. Lord, we know it's hard for us. You know it's hard for us to surrender, but we know it's best. Give us a greater revelation of who you are. Let us see your heart. Let us see a side of your face we've never seen before. 
teach us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so pray about it all the time. I pray about God. What are you wanting to say? What are you wanting to to do? What move do you want to make upon us? And we're going to spend the next few weeks working on the spiritual discipline of prayer. Prayer. Yeah. By the way, as you're hearing this live tonight, we have a live worship and prayer session. We've never done anything like this before. And I promise you, God is ushering in a new season. If you struggle <laughs> to feel joy, to walk upright, to have health and well-being in your life, come. Now, as I've been teaching, we're not going to worship health and well-being. When we worship God, health and wholeness will rise. <laughs> so we got to get deeper into the heart of worship. We need to get lost in the heart of worship. So you thought we worshiped before? Get ready. Because <laughs> worship is warfare, everyone. I could teach you all the things to eat, talk about all the neurobiology, and I will. But it, it's nothing if you just don't do what you were made to do and you were made to worship God and not the, the Creator God and not created things. So one of the ways we do that is prayer. So to be clear, Revelation Wellness, we are here so we won't conform to the world but be transformed by the renewing of our mind as it connects to our body so we can conform to the image of Christ. Everyone is conforming to something or someone. So we deliberately and intentionally choose to conform to the God who made us and calls us His. You are here to be changed, but not into the version of you that you call better. <laughs> the version that he knows and sees in eternity past. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is a spirit. Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Colossians 3, 10, which we just got done studying. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. And Jesus himself says, in a pre, his priestly prayer to the Father. He says in John 17, he prays, Father, make them one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them 
even as you have loved me. We are here to conform to the image of Christ. This is spiritual formation, bodybuilding. Y'all want to build your body? Prayer. Prayer. If we are going to build our body to look like Christ, we must do what he did. Right? Pray. It's what he did in the morning. He would draw away to a desolate, quiet place, a lonely place. Some of you fear being alone. It's that very thing. It's invitation to be with God, to know God, to walk and talk with him just like we were created to do. Jesus would pray in the morning and he'd pray in the evening. And you know, while he was doing about his, going about his day, he was praying, lifting things up to the Father, giving thanks. Man, we're missing this, guys. Prayer. That's why you come join us tonight. Come join us tonight if you know. Listen, if your life feels dry, if your walk with God feels distant, you just go through the motions. You do it because you think you should, but there's no joy behind it. Please come. God's gonna release something upon us because we can't manufacture this. I can't write a program for prayer. I mean, I can, but you don't need a program. You need a repentant heart and a confession. I don't pray enough. I'm reactive with my prayer life. I am not fighting this battle well. I go to God when I'm, I've got a limb blown off. Prayer. He wants to talk with you. He wants you. He wants to hear your voice. He's jealous for you, not of you, so come to him. Morning, afternoon, night. God, I'm asking for that, for this, these people. We've been studying your word, God. We've been pressing into your word, and we thank you that your written word is a form of prayer. At any moment, we can pray your scriptures. Speak it out loud. Thank you, God. Now teach us to pray for the times that we live in. Teach us the words that Jesus would say in the warfare we are facing. if I didn't mention it to you at the beginning today endurance if you give a little more you're gonna try and hold it for three minutes or more or you're just gonna stay with me we're doing the African proverb when you pray move your feet all we do here this is prayer in motion you are prayer in motion 
you are a conversation. Your skin, your hair, your story, your thoughts, your view, your bends, your biases, all of those is an ongoing conversation with the God who made you. Bring him your hurts. Bring him your habits. Bring him your happiness. Come to him. God, we need you. If your prayer life has been languishing, it's really not there. If it's 911 prayer, repent right now. Use your words. I know for some of you that word repent is triggering. Y'all, let's reclaim it. It's a gift. It means you get to try again. Oh, I missed it. I repent. I turn around. I'm going a new direction. Holy Spirit, enable me. You move from being disabled, chasing after schemes, to being enabled, and having the ability to follow the Spirit of God. And if we're going to follow the Spirit and be worshipers of Spirit and truth, we must get back into the altar of prayer. The priests in the Old Testament, they would keep sacrifices on the altar, fragrance to the Lord. Come on, guys. Let's get honest. We need to be more mindful of God. And to be more mindful of Him is to fill our mouth with words for Him, to Him that he wants to speak through us. Open your hands. Say, God, teach me how to pray. Tell us in every moment, in every moment we can pray. As much as we breathe, God. As much as we breathe. Did you guys know? You breathe. Oh, 200,000 times a day. Breath. Every breath is a prayer. Prayer builds your body. Listen, this would be like you coming to me and saying, I need to lose some weight. I'll just go with the obvious one. I am addicted to sugar. I do the things I don't want to do. I put things in my mouth. By the way, Jesus says it's not what goes in our mouth 
that defiles us is what comes out. If what comes out of our mouth is prayers all the time, we will be formed into the image of Christ. So if you came to me and said, Elisa, I'm gonna lose some weight. I'm tired of dragging this around. I feel heavy. I don't feel well. <laughs> and then I said to you, okay, let's look at some of your habits. Things that you do without thinking about doing, which means you're gonna have to pay attention to your day. Let's write some things down. Let's see what patterns when do you tend to be most tempted to put things in your mouth? <laughs> right? Come on. Every change starts with paying attention and then having the intention to change. I'm sorry, you can be the world's greatest neuropsychologist, but that's the truth. There is no change until you are where you need it and you are ready to look at it to step back and observe yourself. But if you said to me, nah, I'm not gonna do that. You just tell me what to do and I'll just start doing that. We could start doing that and you'd probably lose some weight. But as Paul says, the commands, the laws, only prove death for me <laughs> it won't last you have to be able to look at your own life your own patterns not just acquire someone else's and isn't that what we do y'all I'm trying to say we're here to look more like the image of Christ then we must do what he did it's why if people ask all the time what do you eat What's your workout routine like? Because they see something in me that they would like to have, right? We're fascinated. Just, I'll do what you do. And y'all, we're so busy doing what people do, we haven't stopped to go, what did Jesus do? The one that I'm supposed to be conformed into? His image? What did he do? prayer. It's a spiritual formation foundation. More prayer. I'm going to read some scripture to you. Today I'm just laying the groundwork of prayer. Why we need it. I hope I'm already convicting you. Not condemning you, but convicting you. Come on. If you paid me money as the trainer, you would want me to address the weaknesses. Come on. It's what you're paying me for. <laughs> I'm not looking for friends. I'm looking for followers of Christ. And I want you to get the most out of this sweat equity. You show up here each week. How's your prayer life? Starts there, starts in the secret place. What are the words you speak to God about? What are the words you let him speak to you? 
is your life an ongoing, intimate conversation with your creator? If Jesus did it, we need to do it. Say that with me. If Jesus did it, I need to do it. Mark 1.35, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. Luke 5.16, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Often. He would often, like if they couldn't find Jesus, oh, shoot. Someone go find him in the wilderness. He's praying again. This is why the disciples had to have been so curious. God, teach us how to pray. They already knew how to pray. They knew all the religious regulations of being a Jew. But Jesus had something different. Whatever you're doing out there when we have to go find you every day because we can't find you, teach us to do that. Because something seems to be happening out there to you. We're curious. Teach us. Luke 9:18. And it happened that while he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. And he questioned them, saying, Who do the people say that I am? Matthew 26:36. Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Y'all, he's about to go to the cross. And he's not writing letters, making Instagram posts. He says, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to need you to guard. Keep watch here. His souls to the point of sorrow and death. Pray. Matthew 26, 39. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. See, a lot of us are good with that prayer. We're about to fall on our face because our body can't go one more step. And isn't it cool? Your body has the default mode of falling to your knees. You ever seen a track athlete or an Olympic athlete do the fastest race in the fastest time in history? What happens when they cross the finish line? They collapse to their knees. Jesus says, I'm going to declare the decree. The body you are my son. Ask of wants me, to pray. I will give you nations as your inheritance. You are his inheritance. I'm going to let Corey my Russell is my inheritance. My family <laughs> impart is upon my us the heart my of prayer. Is my inheritance. Receive this. My city is my inheritance. My nation is my inheritance. And I'm going to ask the Father for a third great awakening in America because this is my inheritance in Christ. And I'm going to join with Christ's intercession and say, Father, I didn't come up with this. You did. It's time for revival praying generation. 
Young people, listen to me. I believe that God wants to apprehend your life with the spirit of prayer. Asking God for a great awakening in this nation. Guys, I want to tell you, there is one answer for America. There's one answer for the nations. It is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need the inbreaking of the manifest presence of God. We need an inbreaking of God. I was reading this morning, Charles Finney's upstate New York, 100,000 saved in a two-week revival in Rochester. What would happen if God began to lay hold of our cities and the manifest presence of God begin to break in? Guys, I want to tell you, Psalm 2 is revival praying. If you hear words, you, know, you agree with, yes and amen it, come into prayer. It's time to ask the Father for our inheritance. It's time to ask the Father for our inheritance. Now, Lord, look on your servants and grant to them that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders would be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What happened when they prayed that prayer? What happened when they prayed Psalm 2? The place where they were assembled together was shaken. What would happen if God began to shake the convention center? What would happen if God began to shake your cities? He says the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. of you have heard us talk. I talked last year at the, the One Thing Conference about Daniel Nash, the famous intercessor for Charles Finney. And it's been a cry in my heart that God would raise up a Nash generation. He's delivering us for the vision. Oh, if I could only become a preacher, then my life would work out. If I could only become that anointed worship leader, then everything would work out. If I could only get on that Come stage on. release what I got, then everything would work out. See, there's a generation that's beginning to find Come a on. greater revelation and a greater vision than getting on stages. And the revelation they're catching Ooh. is, I can't get any higher or receive more authority or receive greater intimacy than the place that I have right now before the throne of God. And that when I speak God's word back to him, regardless of whether I'm on a stage or in a, in a house or in a factory or in a business or in a school, it don't matter. Heaven shakes when I speak. Come on. You guys, this is true for us. All these years, revving the word. We need to be praying the word. And I've known this. It's what you've been doing every time you lace up your shoes. You're becoming prayer in motion. But something is coming. And we need to train for this. Prayer. Prayer. Matthew 14, 23. After he had sent the crowds away, he sent the crowds away. Selah. Think about that for a second. Just like Corey Russell said there, 
People are looking for stages, likes, affirmation. Yeah, and we're hungry for affirmation that we already have in Christ. What else matters? The prayer life of Jesus was his seal that he belonged to God. He didn't need the crowds. So after he sends them away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. Mark 6:46. After bidding them farewell, bye, bye, he left for the mountain to pray. Come on. His life was not found in man. His life depended on the manna, the word of God, the written word for us, and the whispered word. Now Jesus was the word, and still he drew away to pray. Listen, I don't know what he did in that time. I bet he would speak back to God the scriptures to kind of embolden himself to encourage his soul because he was the word made flesh so his flesh would drain him out so when he would go for these quiet places he would turn on the power in him speak the word i think he prayed the word of god back to his father and i think he he let the unctions, the, the groans and moans and sighs of his soul leak out in prayer. See, that's the deal. We're all really good at letting that stuff leak out on people and call it processing. I'm just processing. No, you're gossiping. That's not prayer. Pray. I'm positive if we become prayerful people. I'm going to be on this for a few weeks, and it's not just, okay, that's over. This is foundational. If you want to have your life formed and conformed in the image of Christ, pray. If you have a languishing prayer life, you will have a languishing faith. Will you be saved? You'll save and survive. You'll be saved and you'll survive this life. Listen, there's a statistic that 64% of Americans claim to be Christians. But only 10% are 100% sold out walking into the fire and being transformed followers of Christ. 10%. And if you want to be that 10%, and right now you know you're in the 64%, you want to make some traction, you want to get something in momentum going, 
pray. More prayer. Okay, Lisa, what does that look like? Let's put it into practice. <laughs> Listen, you check your phone 2,617 times a day. Or maybe it's 2,716. You check your phone 2,000 plus times a day. <laughs> you breathe 200,000 times a day. You don't have to think about it. But you're going to need to think about this right now. So. If I was training you, you wanted to change your body shape, we would put a plan in place. And here's what I want you to do. I would not overshoot this. Start first thing in the morning before your feet hit the ground. Flip over on your bed and kneel. Say a prayer. <laughs> And listen, Jesus teaches us how to pray. He teaches disciples with the prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. First thing you do in prayer, lift up God. Tell him who you know him to be. Remind the principalities of darkness that are chasing you down who you belong to, where he is seated. Get in your authority. Your Father in heaven, who is above everything. Holy is his name. And he has a plan for your life on earth as it is in heaven. Giving us this day our daily bread. Listen, I don't have an outline for you. Don't, I know you want that. I know you do. All I'm saying is if your prayer life languishes now, start with one set committed time a day. And in that prayer, and I think it's first thing in the morning, five, 10 minutes, maybe as you sit with your cup of coffee, and that's a question. Have you built in any sit in the morning? Some of you, alarm goes off, hit the ground running, you don't have time for prayer. That is the greatest lie, is you don't have time. Come on, put on your big girl boy pants and be honest, you don't make time. And if we don't make time for God, God cannot make us. And we wonder why we feel so stuck and distant because we make no time so set some time once a day see some of you have this big oh I got to make a prayer closet I got to get some post-it notes I got to get a notebook no you don't you just have to flip onto your face sit in a chair and pray and if you don't know what to pray, pray the scriptures. Pray the scriptures. Listen, prayer 
is saying to God what he's already said. And then telling him or letting him know what's going on with you. I've been doing this lately and it's just changing me. It's changing my brain. You guys, this changes your brain. Changes your brain. Did I get your attention? The studies are in. This will change your brain. People who pray, they get sick less often. A study at Duke, Dartmouth, and Yale University. People who pray get sick less often. A study conducted by researchers, researchers at the University of Pennsylvania found that praying increases the levels of dopamine in your brain. <laughs> Let's see. Sugar or prayer? They're both going to release dopamine. Which one you want? Sugar, caffeine, or prayer? See? And if you choose the sugar, caffeine, there's nothing wrong with that. But your flesh is running the show. Have you, have you, have you prayed? Have you turned on the circuitry of your new self, life in the spirit, that will release dopamine into you? And I promise you this works. So here's how I've been practicing this. I will grab the scriptures and just walk through my house and start saying them out loud. It's a prayer. <laughs> I'm saying back to God what he said. That's what an intercessor does. Says to God, Moses interceded for those in Sodom. God was about to destroy all the people of Sodom. And Moses goes, but wait, God, wait. If you find 50 people there who are righteous, will you spare Will you spare the 50? Yes. Wait, 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 God. Wait, what about the 40? God, and he, he leads with God. I know you are a compassionate God. He says back to God the things that God has said of who he is. That's prayer. So I walk through my house, and I speak scripture out loud. And then without knowing it, it just turns into prayer. For example... Genesis 1.28. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. God, thank you that you speak to me. You said to me, and you are saying to me, God, <laughs> that your desire for me is goodness and multiplication. So I speak goodness and multiplication in my home. Right? Come on. Every scripture you read is a portal to prayer. Every scripture you read is a portal to prayer. Enter in. It's an invitation. Not just to memorize, to have more knowledge, but to enter into intimacy, intercession. Prayer. It's conversation with God the intercourse of the soul with God, not in contemplation. You're not stuck on thought or in meditation, but in direct address to him. It can be oral. 
or it can be mental. It's a pouring out of the soul before the Lord. Walk around and spill your guts, everyone. Walk around, open scripture, turn it into prayer. Come on. Yes, God, turn us into prayerful people. We're flipping the switch right now, God. We are not unaware of the enemy's schemes that has busied us as believers. We will say back to you what you've said. And here's my promise to you guys. As you start to do that, if you flip over in your bed the first thing in the morning, or on your way from the bed to the coffee pot, you read a piece of scripture and you pray it over your life and you pray it over your neighbor's life. It will change your brain and tell you, oh, you're a prayerful person. Oh, so we're a prayerful person now. Oh, so we're going to do more of that. And then when you get to work and the crap hits the fan, because you've already laid down a neural pathway in your brain that morning, that I'm a prayerful person, you will default into prayer. Keep doing it. Listen, it's going to take 21 days to form the neural pathway, 63 days to lock it in. And this is where I can't do the work for you. I would if I could. But the problem with this message is you've now heard this message. Oh, I lay it before you to ask the Lord to empower you with the grace for prayer. It will form you. It will be foundational. If it's what carried Jesus to and through the cross, you got to have it. Thank you, God, for this time. Ooh, thank you that you are telling us in the kindest of ways with the sweetest conviction that there's something missing in our life. And so we turn to you to receive the gift of prayer. Teach us to pray. God, impart upon us, Holy Spirit, a will and a desire and a discipline that is rooted in delight to pray. And may we know that it's because of Christ and who he is that prayer is powerful and effective. And he's called us his, and we belong to him, and he wants to hear our words. So we give him our heart, our mouth, our thoughts, and we turn it all into a prayer. May our life be one of prayer. Come and do what you want to do in this ministry, God. We're not interested in smaller thighs and smaller waistlines and bigger muscles, God. We are interested and able and willing people will follow Christ wherever he goes to bring good news here onto the earth, on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, you guys, come tonight. Come to our live worship and prayer, and let's see what God will do. I know he's making a move on us, and uh, 
This isn't going away. This is foundational. Revelation Wellness is a house of prayer. Peace. Just